Hey, you want to hear about a time saver that I found? Color say lipstick. <laughs> hey, make sure you write that one down. That's a fact. <laughs> hey, that is a real. I only wear that show on Saturdays. <laughs> that's a real time saver. I am not. Look, it doesn't come off. It's a whole lot. I'm <laughs> so confused. Uh, enjoy that. Hey, time's time. management tip for women. There yes, you go. Yes, I'm telling you. And I didn't have to put on my makeup. My tip is don't wear makeup. My tip would be put on makeup, Josh. <laughs> cover that shit you up. You could cover that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> you know they make makeup, right? That's what a beard's for. Here's a tip. Don't shave. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking my, a beard is a man's makeup. <laughs> I want that as a bumper sticker. Sometimes. A beard is a man's I makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Josh Sigmund. And I'm Bryn Rouse. I'm a mortgage guy with a passion for helping people with their money. And all things business. Bryn is my co-host. And I'm a marketing girl. I am literally obsessed with it. Oh, and Josh has showed me how to save money. Quite a bit, actually. Because of her obsession, I hired her to do my marketing. And we've worked together for 10 years. We launched Sigmund Sense in 2020, a podcast about money. It's a podcast that teaches people how to save more, give more, create wealth, and retire early. And we recorded and published 34 episodes. People liked it, and it was so fun. But most importantly, we helped people. So we're excited to announce we're doing a second season. And we're mixing things up. We're moving away from money talks to focus on all things business, leadership, management, team building, book reviews, hiring, firing, operations, motivating teams, lead generation, time management, personality profiling, closing skills, and of course money and marketing. We are inviting you to continue this journey with us and we want your input. What topics would you like to see covered? Email all of your ideas to our podcast email address, sigmundsense at gmail.com. And be sure to click that subscribe button when you visit our channels. You'll get notified when we drop new episodes. Are you ready? Season two, getting down to business. Welcome to Sigmund Sense. Welcome back <sighs> to the final episode of season two. Oh my gosh. Uh, which is kind of crazy. What is this, the 30th one of the season? I think so. It's like 30. I'm not good with numbers, but I think so. Well, that's what I'm for. Uh, or that's what I'm here for, I, I should say. So season two has been all things business. And I'm really excited because we're going to finish this with a transitional piece because season three, uh, dr drum roll please, will actually be about mindset, which is something that I think that we all need to work on. And it's so interesting when you see people that uh, dream big sooner, they go crazy fast further. Um, you know, when you t see people that are always talking about yesteryear and how much their life sucks today, then it for sure does. Um, and, you know, mindset is just one of those most powerful things that, that we all need to start with. But that's next season. And we got to allude to it because in business, this last topic we're going to talk about uh, is super important for employers, employees and coworkers alike. And what we need to talk about is burnout. Believe it or not. And also, but also moms and dads. And moms and dads too. Yeah, at home and at work. You're absolutely, marriage is shit. Marriage Not just moms and dads, you know, burnout that happens in a marriage, right? Yes. So the, the reason why this is important is, is that uh, this is the un ugly underbelly of the real world when it comes to a career path, right? So one thing that I see that uh, I disdain a lot is job hopping, not from a standpoint of, um, you know, not having the right, not being at the right company or working for the right employee, mm -hmm. but moving on because they're bored. 
and like from task to task um or like let me try a different let me department. say a different way making permanent decisions emotionally is a bad idea that is a bad idea right and yet when do people file for divorce when they're really in a in good spot of, or the they really in the middle of a fight right <laughs> and when do people quit their jobs and stomp out the fucking door Every time you piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. I've got to resell you every year. So <laughs> so my point is, is that if you start with that concept of never make a, a permanent decision emotionally, then yeah. what you've got to recognize is that management of the down cycles, management of the depressed moments, management of the burnout cycles, which do come yes. in all areas of life, is something that uh, I don't think enough business people uh, pay attention to. And so what we want to talk about today really is, you know, number one, what is it? Number two, what does it look like? Number three, what, what can you do to prevent it? Number four, how do you recover from it, right? So yeah. if we kind of work through that cycle, um, I think we'll all be better off for it. So how do we start? Uh, I, well, I think you start by recognizing it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's for me, and I will state this clearly, I don't know that I am like super well suited <laughs> to to give a lot of like factual information about burnout and you know how to recover from it and all of that and prevent it but i can certainly share it's funny as you are and you just haven't put words to it yet maybe so that's what it is this will be fun um for me so starting with recognition is when i look when i wake up in the morning and i look at my calendar and go fuck off <laughs> like mm. i don't want to do any of this today like None of this sounds fun. Love that. That's okay. that. So what does it look like in a down cycle with parenting or with at home? Okay. What does it look like? So when I feel burnt out. Burned out in your marriage. Burned out in my marriage. Shit, by the way, uh, married. <laughs> we're, we're both married for a long time now. Not yeah. as long as we can be, but I'm 17 years and I, I always say I signed up for another seven year itch. Yeah. About every seven years, it's, it's, a good, it's gonna be a doozy. Yeah, um, I, I think it goes along the same things. When I look at him, I go, fuck. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Randy. Sorry. We're being real and sharing and pain over I here. And then I think uh, the same thing would go for my children too. <laughs> no. For your children, it's like I can't wait for you to go like, away. Like, don't you have a friend to go play with? Um, I, you know, with my kids, I think it's more of I just don't have the energy to correct or oh, reguide or just have the same conversation just, at ten times. Right. Like, just go and do whatever it is, and. We'll just sit here and pray. I can only tell you the train's <laughs> coming. I can't tell you to get all the right. tracks and enough time. That, that's what it feels like to me is like I'm just out of decision making capabilities. So just go. All right. Do. So uh, I'm going to add on to this. So uh, for years and years and years, I didn't recognize when I was in uh, a down cycle or in burnout. It would always be when my my team would say, what's up? What's What's, what's wrong? wrong? Right. And I wasn't very uh, aware of that statement, but people that hang out with you all the time, your spouse, your kids, your, your employees, your, your coworkers, your bosses, if they're asking you what's wrong, don't just shrug it off. Shrug don't it off. Like shrug that's it a off. fucking sign. It somebody that a, loves it you. It is such a sign. Somebody it that is. loves you and says that a couple of times, like, I don't know, fucking listen to them yeah. because there is something that's off and they're just picking up on it and you might not be aware of it because uh, quite often it's tie it's associated with something else, which we don't like talking about, but it's just real in this world is depression, right? Yeah. You know, people have, you know, they always say if it's not good at home, it's not good at work and vice versa. If it's not good at work, it's probably not going to be good at home for a while too. 
And so uh, being aware of what's happening in other areas of your life that might be affecting you at work that you don't even know or affecting the employee at work that they weren't yeah. even aware of starts with the just opening your damn ears and like the radar should go off. The red light should be blinking when somebody says, hey, what's going on? Yes. No, what's wrong? Or are you upset with me? Are you right. upset with that's me? A, that's a big sign too. Like, you've done that. Yeah, you've you've said that to me. Are you and I, I? You know, I say that to Randy too. Like, are you upset with me? He's like, no. I, I'm. Not, I'm like, here's the thing. If I'm asking you thirty times, maybe there is something that is. You're acting off. Yeah, you're there's acting something off. off, and it's like triggering me to think that you're mad at me. Yeah. So let's. It, it's worth. It's What's worth that old? Examining. There's an old joke that says uh, it's something along. I'm mean, totally destroy this one, but it's relevant. <laughs> Uh, it's something along the lines of if all you talk about is all your crazy relatives. Right. And, everyone, and you're saying that Why are you the only normal one? <laughs> yeah. If you think you're the only normal one, maybe you're the crazy one. Right. My brother and I would say that. We're like, right. why is it every, every time you sit down with somebody, it's like, oh yeah. That guy's oh, crazy. Always, this guy's crazy. That client's crazy. So that, who's, that talking that to uh, who's telling you? Right. Yes. Yes. So the reason I'm saying that is there's gotta be some sort of, uh, uh, acknowledgement of where you are like really where you are um i saw a, a t-shirt on one of my employees on friday and it said i'm fine i'm fine everything's fine and i think that a lot of us actually go through that set of motions and that convincing of ourselves on a daily basis for far longer than we should rather than addressing whatever the underlying issue is in our marriage in our relationships in our workplace uh, we just say it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. And yeah. we try to ignore and it. And, be, and I, th because I do think we're taught to just keep going, like just keep oh yeah, pushing bury through, it deep and move on, bury that shit and keep going and keep, you know, just one thing, one thing at a time, keep going, keep going, get through it. Um, one thing I think is important is, and I'd really, tr I really work on spending time thinking through in the moment. Why today do I feel like this? Or why did this week suck? Or why? Was like, big deal. why? You know, and sometimes it's stupid shit. Sometimes it's like, I don't, I don't want to have to do, I don't want to have to get ready today. I don't, because I, w so that tells me I wasn't prepared or I'm mm. nervous about something. I didn't have content prepared or I have to do something that I feel really probably most of it, now that I'm saying it, these are the words, right? Comes down You're to lack of. Lack of, how do you say it? Preparation. Preparation. I yeah. was going to say preparedness. Is that not a word? Preparedness is a word too, but preparation is probably what you're looking so for. So lack of preparation. Yeah. So then if I have lack of preparation, then why? Well, because I either f didn't use my time wisely or I'm saying yes to too many things. Or something else at home or took away from your ability yeah. to do your work, right? Yeah. Which happens to a lot of people. Here's, here's the whole idea behind this and why this is a really important idea is – Instead of saying, it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine, why don't we start looking at when you are really engaged at work, when you are not burned out, when you are excited, what does that look and feel like? And isn't that worth pursuing, right? Yeah. Like, I can literally say to this day, 90 to 92% of my year, I am ready to work. I get yeah. up, I pop up, I'm excited. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell clients I run to work, you know, mm -hmm. I... I have to be told by my secretary to leave because I work, I enjoy work, I love what I do. Yeah. Not every day, but most every most single day, days, right? Yeah. And so uh, if you're going to spend 75% of your waking hours in a job, mm -hmm. then let's make sure we love it and let's make sure we're, 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 it's improving and let's make sure that we're engaged because yeah. just tolerating 
for 75% of your waking life for the next 30 years. So sad. That burnout is not worth it to say, right. it's fine, it's fine, everything's fine. Now, I'm also a big pr- proponent of don't make a problem when there is none. Um, so, because I do find that people are fast to come to conclusions when they're emotional. Right. And they, uh, or, you know, it's funny, like the, 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 just the lack of uh, the ability to put words on mm-hmm. a feeling of why I feel this way is why it's worth working on all right. the time. Just to see, you know, uh, when I feel good, why do I feel good? Who do I feel good around? Mm-hmm. When I feel bad, why do I feel bad? Who do I feel bad around? Um, the activities that I'm engaged in or not engaged in. What did I stop doing? What changed from when I was fucking happy a week ago versus I fucking hate my job today? That's the other the thing awareness too. is the yes. key. Yes. Is this a permanent thing that I'm finding myself waking up feeling like, oh, I don't want to do this? It's like... If it's becoming frequent and often and you're if you're feeling like that m- most of the time, that's very different than the I'm having an off day yep. or week or, uh, month, even. or, or month, month even. Right. Um, so, yeah, paying attention to those. It's it's huge. It's huge. Yep. Yeah. Because. So how does this come to be? And I, uh, there's a couple of things <coughs> I want to talk about here. Um, and it starts with this belief system that I have about what's called drifting driven or directed to the 3Ds. Roy Mason taught me this about a decade ago, but um, the idea is is that everybody in anything, whether it's in your marriage or in your work life or whatever, are either super driven. What driven looks and feels like is they are goal or oriented. They mm-hmm. are uh, excited. They are chasing. They are moving the needle. They are working on things. Uh, it's a fun, exciting. And exhausting place to be, <laughs> yes. uh, but it's the hours that are worthwhile, right? Yeah. It's the when you're working 60, 70, 80 hours on whatever, or, you know, it's not extra effort. You're excited about doing the acts of service for your newfound love or, you know, no problem. I'll, I'll happily drive across the damn state to pick up my daughter from college because, yeah. you know, it's it's all it's that that drive to improve relationships and work on relationships or, or, or whatever that looks or, or in business versus. Uh, drifting and what drifting is is what we're talking about it's another way to say that you are burnt out in my opinion what drifting feels like is no direction no purpose Uh, it's Groundhog's Day every day there's no excitement there's no reward Uh, I get no I feel no value I get no uh, appreciation Um, imagine a raft on a open body of water just kind of going wherever the wind takes you that sucks that feeling yeah, sucks and I, and I would argue that that is a horrible feeling of marriage um, yeah. like are we roommates or are we lovers mm-hmm. right I mean that's that's a real yeah. conversation that I think a lot of married people have at some point in their lives um, you know same thing with uh, any job like was this a stepping stone or is this my career mm-hmm. um, and that's that am I drifting or like is this something I want to keep running with yeah. And then the last step is is uh, being directed. And being directed is a submitting to authority. Direct What directed feels like to me is I want to please uh, my boss. I want to please yeah. my coach. I want to um, serve others. Um, I want to be a better leader. And I'm told through this book or this podcast that what it takes to be a better leader is to act this way, do these things. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I think you have I'm, missions, like you have right. your missions and the things that you're working on. Like, yep. this is my new initiative. I want to move the needle this way. I want to accomplish this. Like these but are you're accountable to something, yeah. someone, and hopefully a, it's a higher authority. But 
in a worthy authority. Mm-hmm. So uh, whether it's your God or whether it is your boss or that's worthy of, of your affection, uh, w- uh, your coach that is good in the space that you're pursuing, that's mm-hmm. a healthy coach in that area, um, or even just a neighbor that's an excellent example of a marriage, right? Yeah. So if you understand like where you could be feeling and, and how to get, I really believe that the fastest way to get out of um, that floating, drifting, burnt out feeling is through direction, right? Like So like stop stopping and re- re- refocus. Well, so the second I recognize it, I tell my coach or I mm. tell my suitable qualified friend, hey, I'm struggling really badly here. This is where I'm at. And then they'll tell me something along the lines of like, I'll just give you a great example because every married couple doesn't want to hear what I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> and you remember this cause I told you this years ago, but I remember that, um, you know, I've got at the time, three young kids, they're probably eight and five and three, if I had to guess. And, uh, I'm really busy at work at the time. I, you know, I'm doing 70 hours a week and feeling unappreciated. My wife is really busy at home. <laughs> And guess what? Feeling unappreciated. Yeah. And uh, we've had a couple of spats at this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like I've put in more effort than she has. And she probably feels like she's put in more effort than I have. And I'm really mad. And so I call up my coach and, and friend and say, hey, man, this is where I'm at. And uh, my, my coach and mentor said, okay, well, whoever's most qualified to fix it has to fix it. And so I'm assigning mm-hmm. you 30 days random acts of kindness. <laughs> and I'm like... That- <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to go home, let alone do 30 days of random acts of kindness right now. And so, but because I'm directed, yeah, I started doing random acts of kindness. Like, fuck it, man. My boss told me to do this. My my authority in this area, my uh, my coach, my mentor told me to do this. And so th- this is my pastor at the time. Mm-hmm. He tells me this is what you got to do. And so I went home. I remember I did 30 days of random acts of kindness. And I got really <laughs> mad around day 15 probably. And the reason why, Canon, is because... She didn't fucking notice. So I was hmm. doing I was doing all these things, hmm. right? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to be I was just a little curious. Were they things that she found like nice? Were you catering to her love language? Or are uh, you thinking it was acts of service? She's an acts of service person. So you would think so. But here's my point. Well, you missed the mark somewhere. <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, here's the really interesting thing. Uh, so I knew that she didn't notice because she literally told me like, like after 30 days, of course, I wanted to, you know, this is a complete waste <laughs> of the last 30 days. So I decided to poke the bear by saying, did you know that I did this and this and this and this? Cause I'm keeping oh, score, right? I did all these things for you bear. and you didn't even notice, right? Uh, guys pay attention. This is a really <laughs> bad idea. Okay. So I go back to my, my coach and mentor and my pastor and I'm like, Dude, your shit doesn't work. I did it. I saw it through the end. Here's the 30 things I did. Do you have a second? Said, well, what do you mean it didn't work? And she, I said, well, shit. She didn't even notice. And she didn't, she didn't, she didn't. And he's like, well, it sounds like you were expecting something expecting in return. Something. So yeah, I want a, random, nice to be. a random act of kindness has no expectations. It's random. It's an act of kindness. It's not for something in return. You have to go back and do it again. I was like, fuck! With no expectations. Right, with no expectations. So <laughs> I went back and I did another 30 days. And damned if, with no expectations, things turned around and got really good. And by the way, this is not me uh, at all diminishing my marriage, by the way. <laughs> like, this is just a real thing, an just example a real of. Thing. It's an example of, you know, uh, you know, we were at a crucible in a, yeah. in a rough spot. 
And instead of just making a permanent decision emotionally, I sought direction. Which is good. And for me, that's what moved the needle. In business, it's the same thing. And the other thing I really want to point out is that you said the person who is most capable to fix it has to fix it. Whether it's fair or not. Whether it's fair or not. And guess what? If you're listening to this podcast, it's probably you. Just so you know. (laughs) Yep. Because you are seeking information and knowledge. (laughs) And usually opposites attract. So it's probably you. It's probably you. So just, you know, you have to, um, you have to take that as an honor and get your ass in there. Get in the fight. Get in it's the worth fight it. it's and, worth and fix it. It's worth Because remember what I said is the other side is worth it, right? Like yeah. why tolerate it? Tolerate yeah. whatever at work or at home and be mediocre. Like pursue excellence. Yeah. That's worth it. So let's give an example of work because this is for business, obviously. Uh, but I think that that really made the point. In business, an example would be, um, uh, let's use sales. Sales is such an easy target. Yeah, okay. I call, you know, uh, I, I'm a new salesperson. I've now called a hundred people set appointments and, and it just doesn't work. Then people are meeting with me. <laughs> um, I'm a new salesperson. I call a hundred people. Like you said, I did set 10 appointments, but none of them are using me. Uh, I had 10 appointments. They sent over 30 leads, but all of the leads suck, right? Like these are all real, things. real conversations <laughs> that happen. And, uh, and for sure it can yes. be defla- deflating. It can be defeating. Uh, and it can put us in that burned out mindset. But also, the flip side's real too. And I cannot tell you how many of my own students bitch and moan about how busy they are. About, oh my God, I've got so many clients. Oh my God, I'm so busy. Oh my God. And it's like, I'm scratching my head, especially during COVID. Like in my industry, real estate and lending and title. Right. Um, if you were to pick an industry to be in. Holy moly. Of all industries truth. and a state. I'm in South Texas, right? And mm. shit loads of people are moving to South Texas. Yeah. You couldn't pick a better state. And I was half staffed going into it. Mm-hmm. So our work hours were insane and we doubled our business, right? right? And instead of the mindset that I heard so many people say of, you know, I have to do this. I have to stay late. It's like, no, you get to. Get to. You know, there's people that lost their job. There's people that can't go to work that aren't allowed to, that are sick, that are dying. There's people that um, that got fired, that, that uh, their company took the check from the government and they still waited and let everyone go and just walk with the money. Right. And look at how right. much, look at our new stamina. Like right. our new stamina is, is yeah. here. Yep. Right. Like as you know, and I mean that seriously, not in a negative way. Like, look, now we can all work 80 hours a week and not feel it. Yep. That's not what I mean. We've learned how to operate more, more efficiently, efficient, more efficiently. More effectively yeah, in less time. absolutely. Like we have, and we have, a higher stamina for what needs to be done during the day. Yep. And that's a gift. That is a true gift. And that's the thing is that it starts with the recognition. And once you recognize it, it goes back to um, those conversations where they're bitching because they didn't have enough or they're bitching because they had too much. The correction comes back to in both si- uh, on one side, on the too much side, it's the gratitude of thank God you have too much. Now you can be more selective uh, and you can choose what business you want, what you don't. And on the flip side, you know, people that aren't doing enough, it gives the direction of, well, I promise you the activity is not the issue. The What you're saying is the issue. If you're really having 100 conversations with me with 10 people and no yeah, one's referring yeah. you, it's the conversation. So say this this way. Record, uh, record me when I do this presentation. Copy me. Come watch me. Listen to how I do it. Mm-hmm. And so, but the direction is the fastest way to get out of that burnout kind of phase. 
One thing that works for me personally, and this is uh, personal and professional, is to have kind of a punch list of what excellence in a week or a day looks like. Oh, I love that. Um, that comes from a book. Does it? Uh, yeah, well, it came out of, we talked about this in season one, actually, about, uh, uh, what are those two books? Uh, Chop Wood, Carry Water, and uh, Pound the Stone. Keep going. So, so, you know, I'll talk personal first, you know, the, my fastest way to burn out is not enough time or feeling like a shitty mom like that. That's it for me. So I've come up with a little punch list of when I, when I am able to eat dinner with them, when I am able to snuggle and watch a movie with them, when I'm able to laugh with them, when I'm able to read to them. When I'm able to have a, a you know meaningful conversation with KK or whatever, just 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 basic stuff. When I am able to do those things, then I feel good and I the burnout doesn't occur. Um, and so the same thing for Randy, and then the same thing at work. You know, when I am able to, you know hit my power hours every day when I'm supposed to, when I'm able to execute my calendar, when I'm able, when I don't have to move stuff around, when I can get, I can start and finish at the, at the right time. I love that. Um, those are wins and it's mm-hmm. an easy snapshot to, in a easy way to congratulate, congratulate, celebrate throughout. And that kind of just takes the What you're the doing is you're off. stacking the wins on your side. Um, everyone is so fast, especially achievers. They're so fast to judge themselves on what they didn't get done. Right. Or the client they didn't help or the uh, preferring party that they lost. They're not focused on what is working. But look how much you're doing. Like, yeah. And, yeah, and it's like, the, I know for people that are just listening, like, you can't necessarily see this, but like, these are lists and lists of things that have to get done. Most of them or have, checked off. most of them are checked off. Um, you know, so celebrating more that that is done yep. versus flipping shit which i do over the things that, that, haven't, been done. that haven't been done so to me and this goes back to some tactics around how to get out burn out the feeling because this is a feeling it's emotion it's yes. not it's not necessarily real um it doesn't diminish that it's a real feeling but it's not a real True. thing right um what i focus on and what i always coach tactically on is if you're really really busy then just make sure you get the most important thing most done every day important so that goes back to skill set development like priority pairing it goes back mm-hmm. to time management it goes back to following your calendar it goes back to book ending your day mm-hmm. so that you create your to-do list when you show up you refresh your to-do list before you go home so you can leave work at work so you can be present at home when you and that you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and think about oh shit i didn't get this done i right. forgot when you get back to the office, if there's anything else that changes, add that to your, your list, but order, organize it based on not what you want to do, but what's the important to thing to be yeah. done today. Because be if you have a list of 10 things to get done today, they're not going to get done. Most of them probably will. But number one, two, and three for sure shit better. Absolutely. And if you do at least those things as an employee or a boss, at least the most important things, you're moving the needle. Now, feeling yeah. is that we're progressing. Right. Where I find that burnout comes from is the feeling of treading water. Like um, my list doesn't ever get shorter. I've got 25 things to do today. I've got 25 things to do tomorrow. I've got 25 things to do the next day. And you're not feeling accomplished. Why? Because you're just doing whatever's next on the list, not what's most important on the list. That's why there's no feeling of progression. Same thing with a marriage, right? 
when you're treading water and it's like Groundhog's Day and not a, and what's so crazy and I want you guys to think about this because I find that um, just the idea that new is fun it is in your mind new is fun uh, boring isn't fun but boring is better in a lot of ways mm-hmm. especially when it comes to a marriage right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the devil you know versus the devil you don't is a real thing and that feeling within a marriage where it goes kind of stale is just because it's the same day right. every day, week in and week out with the same person. <laughs> and that's where that feeling of burnout can come from, which is why we have to do things to sp- spice it up, right? Yeah. Like, are you doing a date night? Are you traveling together? Like, those are simple, tactical things to do. Are you creating some space for 30 minutes to just communicate on a daily basis, even though you've got three kids or eight kids? Or working um, on a project together. Right. If you're like, right, are you working like what? Yeah, exactly. Are you working a home project yeah. that you guys can both get you know elbows deep in? Yeah. Um, all those things are ways to stay out of and prevent burnout, but recognizing that if you're in that feeling, it's not the end of the world. It's just this is the why, mm-hmm. and there's real tactical ways to get out of it. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, starting with experts, creating bullet points, checklists, following the priorities first making sure the most important things get done first. Those are all easy things. And to I do. think being kind to yourself is, is huge too. Right. You know, I think, you know, like you say, as achievers, um, we, we beat the crap out of ourselves most yep. of the time. Yep. And so, um, you know, allowing yourself a little bit of grace never hurts. So, yep. And we need to <laughs> go ahead and, um, and explain. So I think the, let's go back to the employer side of things because, there's a real cost to burnout, like an actual cost to burnout. And uh, so I want to plead this case and kind of get people thinking because there's generational differences in, in, in this area. If you go back 50 years, the employer was in control. The employer, the, there, were, there were fewer jobs than were, there were employ, potential employees. And so the employer mentality was almost, if you talk to your grandparents, like you're lucky to have the fucking job. You know, I don't care that six o'clock, keep working till nine o'clock until your fingers are, are bleeding mm-hmm. and you're lucky to have it. Because if you do, if you want to walk out, no problem. There's somebody else at the gate waiting to come into the factory. Right. Um, if you go to kind of my generation, you know, 40s, uh, 30s, 40s, kind of that kind of gener- uh, uh, work group. Um, that's kind of where the tides started to change mm-hmm. because now if you go to the new work group of 20s, late teens, 20s, early 30s, there are for sure, especially right now after COVID, more jobs than there are qualified people for the jobs. Mm-hmm. So the employ- the, 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 the em- employer is the lucky one um, if they get you, yeah. but that ultimately the employee has the choice. And so... Where does this whole fall into the, uh, there's a great book we read years ago called uh, Engaged Leadership. Mm-hmm. And it talks about this concept of that w- uh, mathematically and uh, dollar wise, how does a engaged employee impact a business? Yes. How did it, does an actively engaged employee impact the business? How does a disengaged employee impact the business? How does an actively disengaged yes. employee impact the yeah. business? Guess that was a long time ago. And I would argue that a disengaged or actively disengaged employee is just some variance of burnout mm-hmm. most of the time, this yeah. day and age, because an employee doesn't tolerate a bullshit asshole boss anymore because they right. have options. They'll mm-hmm. just leave, yeah. right? So 
So what does that look like mathematically? And, and uh, if I have to go back and read, read the books, but I'm going to be very close in these numbers. A actively engaged employee is somebody that, if you think of whatever the salary is, they bring way more value than that. So if somebody's getting a $50,000 salary to work at a company, they're an actively engaged employee might literally bring you one and a half to two times the wow. value of what you're paying for that actual employee. They are happy, they're excited, they make you look good with your clientele, mm -hmm. they attract other employees. Yeah. All great things for an employer to have, right? An engaged employee is basically a dollar for dollar employee. So they show up, they do what they're supposed to do, when they're supposed to do it, they know what they're supposed to do, they know what the piece of the puzzle is that they serve. Mm -hmm. And dollar for dollar, that same $50,000 employees bring $50,000 of value. They're there right. for the, the purpose and they understand the mission and they're doing the mission well, right? Um, they're not making you look bad. I would argue that they don't always make you look good either, but they're doing the job well, yeah. right? A disengaged employee, uh, think it in terms of if you're paying 50,000, they're bringing you $25,000 of value. So you're getting Yikes. 50 cents on the dollar. So imagine that you're paying somebody 52 weeks a year, 40 hours a week, whether they do a good jo job, bad job or otherwise, you're still paying them the same amount of money. They're not even paying for themselves, right? right? Um, but this day and age, holy shit, I can't afford to lose them. Yeah, so I'll just keep them on, on board because <laughs> it's better for me to lose $25,000 a year than it is yeah. to not have the employee at all. Well, it's a crazy thing that happens that so by uh, allowing or not noticing or not helping when somebody is in burnout, right? This is why leaders need to Pay attention to the signs of depression. Right. Ask questions about how are things at home. Care enough to right. spend 15 minutes uh, or 30 minutes a week touching base, checking in. How are you doing? So that they can feel when something's off because the employee themselves might be a marvelous person who doesn't even know that they're doesn't burnt out. Know, yeah. Like you said earlier. But if you're not able to say, hey, what's going on with you? And by the way, this is really a big issue that I think is going to become bigger as more and more companies stay home full time, right? Um, we've had this argument within our company. I allow my my team to do uh, a flex schedule. Yeah. So a couple of days at work, a couple of days at home. Why is it important to me that our employees are in the office? Because I want this piece. I want that. Yeah, yes, I want to yes. look people in the eyeballs. I want yeah. to feel the energy or lack thereof. Right. Because I understand the cost to relationships and the cost to business of not noticing, right? right for sure. So that in disengaged employee costs you basically 50 cents in the dollar. A actively, actively disengaged. Dis disengaged employee. So imagine this, uh, you give them a raise and they bitch about the taxes they're going to pay on it. <laughs> like if you give them a bonus, they're like, you, oh, you gave me 500 bucks. Why well, have you got to pay 200 bucks right. in taxes? It's like, fuck, then I won't give you the bonus, right? Right. They're actively recruiting people away yes. from your company. Yeah. They're so disenfranchised that they've bitched all their neighbors. They're disruptive. When they find the next job, they're going to take somebody with them. They're very, very expensive, very yes. costly Horrible. to allow an employee to be an actively disengaged employee. And so not recognizing or dealing with it. By the way, they, they estimate it's a two to one. So if you are paying them 50000 it's costing you 100 <laughs> to keep that person employed. And so it's a crazy number. And when you think percentages wise, it's a very low percentage on both sides. The actively engaged is like 15%. The actively disengaged is like 30. The, the, uh, the engaged employee is like 30%. And the, di the small difference yeah. is the disengaged. This is where a different way to 
point out what burnout turns into right. and what the cost of not working on this area is that has a huge positive or negative impact on your business, right? Yeah. So uh, I think it's just worth understanding the, hey, dude, I know that you're from a older generation and that you're supposed to not talk about feelings, but get right. the fuck over it. <laughs> It'll cost you a lot more than not than, than yeah. just sharing a little bit of pain with, with your own life and getting you know, a little dirty in, in relationships, right? Yeah, and a lot of times people will say, well, just go take a vacation and, you know, that, that, that's the cure. And for me, it's like, I don't want to go on a vacation. I want it to be better. This, this, this feeling is going to be here when I get back. So I want it to be better. So what, what are the things that I need to do to change my patterns, my schedule, adjust, what adjustments need to be made? Because this feeling is is being caused from something, and yep. it's not just from like I need to. Because let's be honest, a lot of times vacations, I am not any more well rested when I come back from yep. vacation. <laughs> well, that's because you're parting balls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Well, here's a here's an interesting thing that that I picked up just by you know slowing down and listening to my team over the years. Is I didn't know about this concept. Uh, it's this, it's called the Sundays. It's the, the Sundays. The Sunday scaries. The Sunday scaries. I did not know it's a real thing. You oh my gosh! Shit, it's a real thing, right? Oh my gosh! I have the best article so, too. So about the Sunday. If you're scaries. not familiar with that term, somebody that's burnt out is literally waking up on Sunday and does not enjoy Sunday because all because they're all they're thinking about is Monday. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's a a warning sign. So. I had a couple of my teammates talk about this in 2020, okay? So again, going back to earlier part of this conversation, in 2020, we were working twice as many hours, understaffed and doubled our business. Mm -hmm. It's not sustainable. So right. yes, we hired out of it. Yes, we trained out of it. We're not there now. But it's because I, I learned this concept of Sunday series. And I was listening to my team. I was like, you really, like, <laughs> sounds that's so not good. Like, if you're afraid good. to come to work, eventually you're going to quit, right? Well, right. So, and we get two days off. We have, so we have Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And we spend all of Sunday worried. Worried about it. About it. And yeah. Sunday scaries is not a, like, I'm, I'm dreading it. I mean, I guess it is in a way. But Sunday scaries is, a, is anxiety that starts to set in over the impending amount of responsibility that's like looming around the corner, like yep. getting the kids up and making sure they're fed and, you know, dressed and out the door. And then I got to, you know, get myself dressed and then I've got my work. It's, it's just that anxiety yep. of like, here it comes. Yep. And for me that again, I keep saying it, it's there's fundamental changes that must be made yep. within your day, within your life, at home more than likely um, needs to start at home more than likely um, whether it's outsourcing delegating saying no you know having a conversation with the spouse about hey I need more help here yep. um, or we need to divide responsibilities whatever um, and then looking at your work schedule and figuring out like why am I fucked all day long every day yeah. <laughs> like, well I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it's the um, if you have a spouse that's in that weird crazy mindset if you have an employee that has the sunday scaries and you do nothing like it's not going to get better that's what i've found so you have to recognize that depression or recognize that anxiety or recognize mm -hmm. the burnout and so literally coming out of 2020 my singular my number one goal for my team was what what was the number one goal that as a result of the sunday scaries do you remember what the focal point of 2020 
One oh, was, yeah, yeah. Everybody, uh, 40 hours a week. Oh, well, and I didn't have to word that or mouth that. The goal was to get my team down to 40 hours a week. Yeah. Because um, I would rather do less business with a happy team that stays with me forever mm-hmm. than grow at the cost of my relationships, yeah. right? Um, and that literally became our mantra. I, I never, never, as a, as a D person, as a, I, you know, of course I'll pay for your work. Like, that's not a question for me. If people want to yeah. work overtime, do it. If I work overtime, I'm a manager, so I don't get overtime. It just doesn't, I don't, it doesn't equate to me, right? Right. But when I think about it for other people and I recognize like, holy shit, this is a real thing, then our business goal became get everyone down to 40 hours a week. Get we'll do less down. business or we're going to hire out of it, one, the two, or both, or train yeah. out of it too. Yeah. And that's what we've done. So we've, you know, hired another half dozen people to the team and trained it incessantly and increased our training opportunities within the, the organization. And it's simply because I recognize the cost of burnout as an employer and the cost of in yeah, action yeah. is tremendous, right? It is. So um, that's the plead for people to pay attention. By the way, what do you think the burnout cost to a marriage is? What is the cost? <laughs> yeah. Divorce? Eventually. <laughs> Like not the, handling like it's a trick it. question. Nope. <laughs> or, or cheating. Or cheating. Or cheating because fun is fun, <laughs> that right? That could be a part of delegation. Of right. Cheating. Oh Jesus. You are not I'm allowed to give advice ever. <laughs> but I mean it's oh it's the truth gosh. guys, like not handling your business at home. Yeah, uh, it's not going it's away. Not gonna, it's, it's not going to get better. It's not it's getting not better. Get better. It's not so getting better. So you have to spend the time, energy, and effort to get out of it. 100%. So, um, you know, this all kind of is a prelude or a prelude to mindset for next uh, to all of next year. But I will say some things that I do preventatively right now as kind of a teaser, right? Uh, I do believe in daily affirmations. People yeah. might think I'm weird. I absolutely know it works. Uh, I've been saying for years, I love my job, I love my job, I love my job. I'm just going to have fun today Yeah. because my coach told me to put something down <laughs> on a piece of paper 12 years ago when I was burnt out, when I was working eight hours a week and not getting the results I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. And so I still to this day say it every single day. And damned if I already told you 90, 92% of the time, like I love my fucking <laughs> job. I'm not fun. Like why wouldn't I run to work? Like I am really excited about work, right? That is something that's super important to me. Number two is uh, um, uh, recovery rate matters. So if I recognize because Bryn was kind of say, hey, dude, like, are you mad at me? Or a teammate says, hey, are you off? I don't just take it for granted that somebody that gives a shit says that to me. Right. So I assume that they're right. And so I make a middle switch of, oh, there's something off. I got like I got to pay attention. Got to get in my routine. I got to like, what did I stop doing? Is there something that I'm not in yeah. tune with? Um, like I'll give you some examples. Uh, my brother and I for a couple of years, like literally didn't talk and he's one of my best friends in the world. And I didn't realize at the time how much that was impacting me. Yeah. Um, there was a period of time where I absolutely drank too much and every day. And I didn't realize, you know, I was a young man. I'm still a younger man, but I'm, you know, in my forties now, but as a young man, like that's not a abnormal activity. Oh, except it is if you're a working <laughs> guy. Right. So I didn't realize how much that was. So I had to start you know, a month at a time, not drinking for a month at a time, just to make sure that I was like cleaning myself up and getting better habits. Right. Yeah. Uh, I gained my 40 pounds like everyone does that has a desk job. And I finally had to go back and, okay, this is something that's affecting my mindset. So I had to get a personal trainer just to keep me doing the basics all the time. Um, I, I got away from spirituality altogether. 
So I had to engage in a Bible study because it keeps me more on track. It keeps me more on the grateful side of things than the bitching side of things. Uh, I defriended, not literally through Facebook because I don't do that shit, but um, I stopped hanging out with a few people that were negative influences or always speaking in past tense from my life. I started focusing on relationships and spending more time with people that were focused on what's next and what we're going to do and how excited they are about the future, right? Because when I hang out with people like that, I'm pretty damn excited. I started planning more trips with friends and with my spouse. There were a couple of years that I didn't go on a trip with my spouse by ourselves. Yeah. We had three young kids. I was talking to my dad, loving to death, married for 34 years, made a really bad mistake, got divorced after 34 years. Things worked out the way they were supposed to. I get that. My, my dad's now happily married with somebody else. Uh, Kathy's a wonderful lady. Um, that being said, if you, if, if you have an honest conversation with my dad, um, you know, he gave me the advice of, and I didn't realize this, but when I look back at my life, it's the truth. The entire 18 years that I was home, all 18 years, my mom and dad always traveled with me and my brother with them. They never traveled without us. Yeah. Some people might disagree with that. My dad literally says there was no relationship between my mom and I, our relationship was you. Was you. Right. Yeah. And so... Shit, Which is Dad. a little scary. Well, fuck, 34 They're years. leaving. Yeah, I, <laughs> They're going to leave. Right. So, <laughs> shit. I, I don't want to reintroduce Dad's myself. My, Dad's one of my mentors. So, guess what? Yeah. I'm starting to yeah. force trips. Even though my, my, my wife, Christy, is a wonderful mother and does way more than most mothers do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if we got shit to do that week. We are going we're on going. a trip together. Like, yeah. this is what we have to. We're doing date night tomorrow. Why? Yeah. Because I know this is better for us, it's right? It's better, yeah. So all those things, uh, here, go, let's go on the business side of things as well. Um, forced conversations regularly with your boss or your employees. Yes. Like one thing that, that really helped me recognize burnout for my team and get me better in tuned with, uh, with my boss is a regular scheduled uh, lunch. Wednesdays, I have lunch with a teammate, period, right. end of story. I have a recurring bi-weekly lunch with my boss, Dan. Mm-hmm. Like... Just that forced interaction to make sure we don't go too long of a time, right. failing to communicate, failing to purge the the devil right. in some cases, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, for like, sure. Like, hey, I, I, I've got one way to bitch. I can only bitch up. If I'm going to bitch and bitch to Dan, I can't bitch to my employees. <laughs> like, right. so Dan, you're going to catch some shit every <laughs> once in a while. Um, but all, all that is intentional to yes. prevent yeah. irritation, burned out, drifting, nasty feelings, right? And that is literally what season three of Sigmund Sense is going to be about, which is really cool. So We're going to dice the heck out of it. I can't believe that we've already finished season two. I know. So super exciting yep. stuff in season three. Um, you kind of know what it's going to be about, but mindset and a lot more, but with a new studio and all sorts of fabulousness. So I am pumped. I am super pumped about thank it. Thank you for wait. listening and thank you for sharing um this podcast with your friends. Yes. For those guys that uh, send in emails and texts and check in and let us know how we're doing. We really appreciate the feedback. We do. And um, I guess until next time, we'll see you on Sigmund Sense. Talk to you guys later. Cheers.